Can I Steal You for a Second, a Bachelor Nation podcast, hosted by Ashley Young, Shay Corrigan, and Natalie Zamora. everybody welcome into can i steal you for a second we are here to talk about claire's season the season we've waited all quarantine for episode one is in the books i'm a little underwhelmed but we're gonna dive into everything we said it well shay we have a lot to say about a few highlights from the episode which is no secret that's just how bachelor (laughs) episodes go two hours and you maybe have two talking points so (laughs) We kick off the episode, again, after months of being in quarantine, we've all been doing it, we've all been sitting at home, and these producers decide that they're going (laughs) to reteach us what COVID is. Um, And Natalie, I think you had a line watching it at home. Um, It was annoying. Yeah, it was annoying. It took like 40 minutes to get to the limo entrances, and a part of it was like sweet having Claire talk about her dad to Chris Harrison. Okay, we get it. We need the emotional part. So that was fine. But everything before that was just like, we're still in COVID. I don't need to see, you know, Claire looking at out at her, you know, backyard longing for real life. We're still doing that. So <laughs> that was a lot. Covered the sort of quarantine of it all. The like, oh, like this is like, because I kind of get sort of like the showing your work of this is how we kept everyone safe and made sure yeah. was, right? But you needed no more than five <laughs> minutes of that, if five minutes. Instead, like you said, Natalie, we got a full 40 minutes. Like, I was watching the clock. Yeah. This is, this is not when you almost could have jumped in like a full hour in and been like, all right, now we're here for the limos and we're here for the cocktail party and we're here for the drama and been fine. You could have been yeah. so late to this and it would have been okay. <laughs> Um, and it was boring. Like it wasn't it was really the hotel behind the scenes coverage. Yeah, because we've lived it. I think my favorite part <laughs> of this show is I would never in a million years go on the right. Bachelor Bachelorette. Like never. You could mm-hmm. not pay me all the money in the world. And I want to see what people are doing that I am not doing every day. <laughs> and doing face masks and like wearing my pajamas all day. Like that's my reality. Yeah, I don't want to see that on my television screen. <laughs> So, yeah, it was 40 minutes too long. I think we could have done a 30-second recap there. Yeah. Uh, we so. didn't need, like, every single one of them then leading with, like, it was worth it to, like, quarantine for you, or it was, like, worth it to, like, it's so good to, like, I don't know. I I am very much in the camp of, like, I can't wait to hug people again, and I didn't even think I was a hugger before this began, but the number of references to, like, hugging and being excited to hug yeah. each other. I at least come up with something else like the sentiment solid that, like, <laughs> you already get so many tired cliche lines on this show to begin with to add yeah. a whole new sort of like catalog of quarantine cliches to the vocabulary it was just uh, thoroughly disappointing yeah it was a lot <laughs> it was a lot we don't need to dive into it basically <laughs> they uh you know we all know they drag things out on the show but it was unacceptable Mm-hmm. So let's just talk about what the best part of this first episode is, which is the arrivals. Yeah. And again, drink every time they say Claire's 39, oldest yeah. bachelor, <laughs> like, you know, change, whatever. But it was the same, you know, setup. They come out and some of them have gimmicks and some of them are just charming enough on their own. Um, Natalie, let's start with you. What was the cringiest arrival that really, you know, caught you off guard? 
Oh gosh. So I think it was, um, I have this written down, the one that had the straight jacket, Jay. He came out in a straight jacket and didn't really explain it as well as he needed because like any explanation, I feel like it's not good enough for why he had a straight jacket. And it was like kind of also just weird being like, I'm crazy for you. Like, isn't that kind of just an old, you know, thing to say? Like, who says that anymore, especially with a full on straight jacket? And the best part was that he wore it the entire time into the rose <laughs> ceremony. So that was definitely, I think, my cringiest moment of the um, limos. <laughs> I would like numbers on how many of the contestants that fully commit to the full body <laughs> gimmick make it through night one because there's always yeah. like one or two they're in, they're in like the i don't know like bear suits or whatever it is or in this mm-hmm. case a straight jacket and i would love to know how many of those guys get roses versus the ones that like have like a corny thing to kick things off but then they yeah. go into like you know tucks and cocktails and they're fine <laughs> Yeah, and I think you should do some research on that, Shay. (laughs) Like, that's what I'm hearing is, like, you actually need to go and pull the data because I think people (laughs) would genuinely want to know the success rate. All right, CC the Accept This Rose team. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, that was just, I don't know. I did not like that. And it's, like, I understand the whole point of being, like, I need something that they're going to remember. But if I'm the bachelorette, like, I'd rather just have a cute, nice guy than a weird like gimmick like that like I'll remember I have to remember you guys I'm giving you roses so I don't need that (laughs) absolutely it was a stretch and it was a little tone deaf like I think we in 2020 have moved past the the straight jacket gimmick so I it was up there the bar was pretty high (laughs) for cringiest moment yeah but I the bar was high but I would say uh pregnancy suit man cleared it because that was that was like first off I mean, Claire said it best. She was like, what's going on here? Yeah. And it was both unclear. She wasn't sure if the joke was, like, quarantine weight, but it wasn't. And, like, quarantine weight would also have been along the same lines of, like, quarantine crazy of being like, "Mm, not great. But then it was just, and I can't even remember what his line was, because I think maybe I blacked it out, but, like, (laughs) him being willing to, like, carry weight or... I don't know. If one of you want to hop in and explain it to me, that would be great because I <laughs> know what was going on. I was very upset by it and was like, I, mm, no. It was a bad joke. It's one of those, like, if someone tells a joke and there's just, like, awkward silence after, like, peak. Mm. It just wasn't funny. It didn't hit. But he had this, like, goober smile on his face <laughs> the whole time. Like, he was so proud of this pregnancy belly. And I don't know. I think we've all seen a pregnant woman. They don't waddle like yeah. this. Like his leg, he was in like a deep squat, and <laughs> it was just, it was so bizarre. And I think his name was Jason, maybe. You know, episode maybe. one, we're still learning. <laughs> I don't even care. It was so bad. Uh, yeah, I'm with you, Shay. That was that was rough. Yeah, I didn't think weird. anyone could be worse than Bennett for me, who was my number one enemy going into night one, and mm-hmm. he, he delivered in the in the hate factor. But for I, I would somehow rather have his brand of obnoxious energy than whatever was happening with uh, Pregnancy Suit Man. <laughs> yeah, Bennett's uh, Harvard bit. Again, it's like how much of this is the producers really just like yeah. cutting the Harvard bits, but I'm buying into it. 
<laughs> if we're going to respect the straight jacket for his commitment to the bit the whole episode, I respect this 40-year-old man committing to his 20-year, <laughs> you know, college career that is long since over. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think Twitter kind of had a field day with that. A lot of like Andy Bernard from The Office yes. references. <laughs> um, Bennett, dude, let it go. But for television purposes, I know I went in on Bennett when we were reviewing, you know, bios. <laughs> I'm just going to say for television purposes, I'm kind of enjoying the shtick. I liked it. It was yeah. bad, but in the way that I want to keep watching the show. So he's up there. Another person, we had someone show up in a bubble, like a big plastic bubble, knight in shining armor. Um, poor AJ came out and he went to give oh, Claire's hands like a squeeze. <laughs> you know, like they have these gaudy dresses on, like she has these big rings. I guess he squeezed her hands so hard, it like broke the skin from her <laughs> rings. And they cut to him Terrible. going in the house being like, oh, you know, it was just so nice. I blacked out. I, th- I hope I left a good impression. And then they cut to her and she's like, oh my God. Like, <laughs> in pain. <laughs> literally in physical pain. So, you know, there, there was a lot of uh, interesting limo things, but I think those kind of hit the, the best ones. I want to shout out my beloved Dr. Joe, who rolled in with like a deeply corny line. Yes. Like, deeply corny, like heart stethoscope thing and was like saying that he was like there to like resuscitate her love life with like a grin on his face where it's like he couldn't keep a straight face and I'm just like I love you (laughs) yeah if we didn't read his bio ahead of time I would have thought that was just like corny and would have never thought about it twice but after reading his bio I was like yes Joe do it and then he made it origami zoo or something yeah. that was like Bachelorette in the wild with like a little Chris Harrison I was just like oh man you're a winner we like he's him. too pure for the yeah. show yes. I, like we said that without even like hearing his voice and then he yeah. comes on and again I'm like Joe come on buddy <laughs> like New York's a big city I know they say it can be a lonely city but I'm sure <laughs> someone there's someone there to appreciate this origami in New York City yeah. He's sweet, sweet Joe. We got to protect him. Yeah. I hope some wholesome, or not even wholesome, some delightful New York women get into his DMs. <laughs> he deserves they, it. They have to, deserves it. Yeah. Um, well, we have to talk about Dale. And I might be jumping the gun chronologically here in the <laughs> episode. But, you know, Dale is the one that's rumored to, like, uproot this whole season. You know, there's allegedly rumors that he might have been in touch with Claire before the season started, some DMs. We don't know the truth. We just know the rumors. Um, And he got out of the limo, and she says, I think I just met my husband. And um, I feel like I have some friends that say that whenever we're at the bar. (laughs) But it it has no weight in my book. I've heard that line before. But Chris Harrison seemed to be really hung up on the fact that Claire said this. Yeah. Um, what do you guys make of that line? That was a lot. I don't know. <laughs> I just thought, like, I didn't think it was weird that she said it, even if we hadn't heard the rumors. Like, you know, you're in the spur of a moment of the moment. You see a really attractive guy in this whole limo in- entrance. You're into it, of course. You're like, I might have just met my husband. But just the fact that Chris Harrison came out and was like, what did you say? I was like, oh, God. (laughs) They're really making this a huge thing as if we didn't know what's going to (laughs) happen. Yeah, it was just, it's so hard to separate that from the context of 
what we know or what we're like 99% sure we know. And so like having her, I don't know, the, the way she reacted to seeing him and was just like, come over here. Like it had such a clear, like, again, in like conspiracy spoiler <laughs> land, it was so clear that like, all right, these two people know each other. They already yeah. know each other. So like that whole sort of exchange and then her being like, I think I just met my husband, which read as like, all right, I thought I was really into this person. I met him in person. Like, yeah, it checks out. So I, I don't know how to, I don't know how it would seem if I didn't know that. And I would be curious if like any of our listeners or readers did, are going in spoiler free and <laughs> experienced it without that context, like how they interpreted that. Um, but yeah, I don't know. And then it just seemed like classic Chris Harrison. You gave a little indication of feelings and I'm going to jump on it. <laughs> he literally came out of nowhere. And was yeah. Like, what did you say? <laughs> like the producer like pushed him into the shot and was like, Chris, go, go, go. <laughs> yeah, I, you know, I think that again, pr- ten, putting on my spoiler free listener hat, <laughs> um, I think I would grant that line with the same like rolling of my eyes that I mm-hmm. give my friends that say that twice a weekend, you know, like, <laughs> no, you didn't like let it go. Um, but I think our producer Hunter made an interesting point that I strongly disagree with. He said that Dale had the best entrance coming out of the limo because Claire says that's my husband. But I thought his entrance was whack. He didn't do anything. He just has good genetics. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah. that's not fair. Yeah, I was watching it like, wow, because he's very attractive and we know what's happening next. But besides that, his entrance was not impressive. It was just normal. Yeah, he had a successful entrance. I would not say a good entrance. I'm being yelled at in our messages right now (laughs) that he's so hot and attractive (laughs) that he didn't need to play into the gimmicks. Um, Again, Dale, if you're so beautiful, just walk into a bar, walk into CVS. Like, you're on television. I need the entertainment, Dale. So uh, Most of this cast is super hot. Like, they all lean into gimmicks anyways. Yeah, we need like an in between. We needed an in between be- between Jay with the straight jacket and Dale just with the good looks. Like we need someone that has, you know, just in that in between, a little bit of effort but not crazy. <laughs> I guess it's hard to find. That's probably everyone else that's like out on the streets. Like, yeah, that, those are the in between. Like that's what we're dealing with. Those day people. <laughs> yeah. So you know, nothing. Um, Nothing too crazy from that scene. But again, we're all being every single commercial break. Yeah. We get the same clips, you know, the line. She kept saying whatever the line was, you know, blah, 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 crying. It's because I didn't settle for men like that. Yeah. And then they tease that Dale isn't who we think he is. So uh, every single commercial. And we know there's a lot of commercials in yeah. these two-hour <laughs> episodes. Um, I feel like almost the more I see these commercials and these teases, the less I buy into the rumors because I feel like they're trying to oversell it. I don't know how you guys feel about that. Yeah. Yeah. That's interesting. I also feel like them saying, you know, Dale isn't who we think he is, is kind of just trying to lead us away from the fact that maybe they end up together or it's trying to make us think that maybe they leave together, but then they're not together currently. I feel like they always try to play up obviously the negative drama of it. And then it ends up being nothing. 
So I yes. think maybe <laughs> that was an understatement, but so I think maybe they do end up together and it's okay, but their ABC is just trying to really get it in our heads. Like maybe he's just not a nice guy. Yeah. The cynic in me wants to say that like bachelor bachelorette spoilers these days are so reliable that there becomes like a cottage industry of like spoiler spoilers where it's like undermining the efforts to undermining the spoilers like ABC's marketing isn't generating their own drama because the drama has already been provided by the spoilers so they're like trying to I'm not describing this well but what I'm getting at <laughs> is I feel like we went through this a little bit with Peter's season where we're like yeah. hey we heard this but the edits look this way, maybe it actually is going to be fun. And then it's exactly as it was spoiled. Yeah. So I feel like that might be what we're heading towards. I that agree. said, I am finding like a lot of the messaging or story that they're putting forward right now, a little confusing or like they're leaning hard on Claire's um, like, I will know him when I see him. I feel confident. We just talked about how she said that she thought she met her husband after meeting Dale, which they obviously kept in and played up. So that all, again, seems to track with we're heading for, you know, Dale's, they leave together early. But then, you know, we got, and I, get, I don't want to jump ahead either, but we get that bit, of, it's like, in the coming weeks on The Bachelorette, yeah. where Claire seems to be all over the place and like <laughs> I don't know it just seems like a lot to uh, unpack <laughs> yeah it was weird they I feel like they tried to promote it as in Claire was gonna be there for one episode and now I'm thinking she's gonna be there for like five at least yeah and if Tasia doesn't come in I'm gonna be so mad <laughs> if somehow those rumors aren't true even though they're you know reports at this point so I think that they're true if that doesn't happen I'm gonna just be so mad <laughs> I feel like we're going to have to suffer through a couple, like, three-hour episodes before yeah. <laughs> we have a change of Bachelorette. Uh, knowing what ABC has made me sit through in the past, <laughs> I think we uh, we need to be a little more patient and pull it back a little bit um, because those teasers, like Shay said, it seems mm -hmm. like Claire's really making the most of her, her Bachelorette experience, which I kind of love. And yeah, she should. She should. It's a cliche. Like I'm over the, I'm 39, but I think there were moments where she just seemed a little more sure of herself and a little more confident and not putting up with some of the, you know, bad behavior for, I couldn't think of a lamer term if I tried, but like, she's not, she doesn't have time for that. She, yeah. uh, we can, let's get into that actually. Um, yeah. Speaking <laughs> of DMs, you know, Claire DMing herself. Um, there was a little bit of drama with none other than Tyler C 2.0 and Yosef. So I'm still not sure what this drama was about. If anyone else wants to take the reins on this, I have opinions on it, but I still don't know what they were fighting over. Uh, <laughs> everyone is confused. Everyone is confused. Sigh. Um, so apparently Yosef was DMing women in Tyler C's town and they told him. Right. Yeah. <laughs> you can see why I'm confused as to why this was A, a storyline and B, drama. Yeah. Isn't that what everyone does on Instagram? <laughs> like that is what the platform is for. During quarantine too, like come on. 
let the guy live. <laughs> I like rolled in like I know something nobody else knows. Mm-hmm. It's like he's been DMing women in my town. And I think it might have been after they were cast, which mm-hmm. maybe like suggests ill intent. But also we know the whole drama of like they were cast and then some were let go and then yeah. some and then it was a months and months. So even if that was true, I feel like Yosef gets a little bit of a break here. Yeah. But also, Yosef, I'm pretty sure, like, just straight up denied it. <laughs> also had, like, a real douchey line of, like, if I DM'd people, they would respond. Or, like, yes. if I DM'd people, they would love it. Or, like, something obnoxious like that. Yeah. Uh, nobody came out looking good in this scenario. <laughs> um, yeah. But I think that was just it, that Yosef was DMing women in West Virginia. Yeah. Um, and... <laughs> as one does it's crazy times right. <laughs> um yeah yeah i don't think he was in the wrong especially because then i think claire asked like what were the dms and then tyler c said it was a video of him saying hey beautiful which like okay big deal <laughs> that, that would probably be nice to whoever he said it to but <laughs> and like okay we're in quarantine they probably didn't even know if the bachelorette was gonna ever happen it's not like there were a week out and then he was you know sending like inappropriate texts I don't know it felt like a stretch to me it was such a stretch <laughs> and I like hate myself for like stereotyping <laughs> like gender norms here but I was like it just felt like they were reaching for drama yeah. here where we've seen the women like get really, really catty in the house. And it was just like two dudes being like, this isn't a big deal. Tyler C made something out of nothing. Yeah. And I'm with you guys. Like if someone's sending DMs, like it's it just run of the mill. Again, activity that happens in our everyday lives. I don't want to see it on TV. I want something scandalous. Yeah. Scandalous. Yeah. <laughs> it was so lame. So I, I have to ask, even though I think I know your answers, you know, if you were Tyler C, is that information that you're bringing up, do you honestly think that's juicy enough to bring up night one and portray yourself that way? No. <laughs> no. I mean, no, but I also feel like, to your point about they're not men not necessarily being the same font of drama that women can be, um, that seems like something that he either said in passing and a producer like was like, ooh, that's you. Oh, that's good. Like <laughs> that seems like classic producer play up. And I feel like I've I've softened um the bachelor producers over the last year or season or whatever it was. I no longer feel as conspiratorial about them. But that seems like a very classic, like Maybe Tyler C was like primed and ready to go, but it does seem like that was like a little bit of encouragement of like, oh no, that is a big deal. Mm-hmm. Can you believe it? I can't believe it. You know who you can tell, <laughs> Claire. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I agree. It was stupid. The whole that was like supposed to again. I first episode, first hour was reliving my COVID experiences, mm-hmm. and the second hour we had some nice limo entrances, and there's supposed to be drama, and that's not drama. ABC yeah. like. That just doesn't cut it. Um, so it was lame. And that was supposed to be like, you know, the spicy moment of the episode, the tension. Mm-hmm. And like Shay said, no one looked good. No it one. It did give us two iconic Claire lines, though, that I think yes. that really showed off that we are dealing with someone that uh, has been through it a little bit and is not going to take shit from anyone. 
I can't remember our policy on swearing on this podcast. <laughs> I think I just do it sometimes and no one said anything. So I don't think we have a policy, yeah. but I've never been correct. <laughs> I feel like when we had guests last season, we were like, hey, go for it. And it's been a while, so I couldn't remember, but here we are. <laughs> Calorie employees over here. Yeah. Get yeah. a call from HR tomorrow. Uh, but Shay, or uh, Claire's line was essentially, she said to Yosef, do you have a girlfriend? And he said, no. And then this is the line I think everyone was really, really proud of. Yeah. Do you have someone that thinks she's your girlfriend? And she didn't miss a beat when, with that follow-up mm-hmm. question. Like, it was bang, bang. And that's someone who has had that conversation before. Yeah. And that was one of those moments where I was like, okay, Claire, like, I can, I can mess with you. I really, really appreciated that she said that. I'm like, I'm going to file that one away for future use. Yeah. <laughs> Just like, take it out, but <laughs> if necessary. <laughs> I could see Shay going up to not someone you were seeing. I could see you having questions about a friend's significant yeah, yeah. other. Just being like, listen here, buddy. That's yeah. a mess. That's when you're the most confident. Bachelorette at you. <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. So it was a great line. The other line, I don't remember when she said it, but she was talking about just people coming into your life and being part of your story. And she said people come into your life for a reason, a season, or a lifetime. Basically, again, I think alluding to she's going to make the most of her time in this bachelorette quarantine, regardless of her dynamic with each of the men. So I was like, that's a really cheesy Hallmark line. But I also wrote that down because I thought it was sweet. (laughs) Mama Claire, you know, she's giving me wisdom (laughs) at 39 years old. Um, Yeah, I think that those are kind of the highlights of the episode. The other thing I kind of want to talk about, because I feel like it was overshadowed by some of these lamer moments of drama but she had a conversation with Blake about how he mm-hmm. reached out to her, I guess, be- between being casted and them quarantining and, you know, filming the show. Blake, I guess, DM'd her, reached out to her just to check in on her. Mm-hmm. And she said, I really appreciated that you broke the rules because I needed someone to check in on me. And it meant the world to me. And that kind of caught me off guard. Um, I don't know what you guys made of that moment, but it was, it was like a weird sincerity moment on The Bachelor, and we don't get that too often. Yeah, yeah. I think one thing that we can say so far just from one episode is that Claire is definitely very genuine and sincere about this process, which is awesome. Um, but yeah, that moment was like, I felt like it was sweet, but also it was kind of weird just because it was like, oh, I got a DM. I like this like made whatever my month, which is like sad, but also like it made me feel sad. It made me feel sad just because it was like, is no one else checking up on her? That kind of yes. thing. Like, Miss Harrison, what are you doing, man? Yeah. yeah. I know. Well, I was like, you know, Claire, are you like in a good space to be in the public spotlight? Yeah. So echoing what you said, like, dude, are you good? Yeah. Maybe that's why she leaves later on. She just like isn't in the right headspace to kind of have so much, you know, spotlight thrown on her. Mm-hmm. Um, but it was sad now that you say that. <laughs> it was sweet and sad at the same time. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I think it was. I would totally agree that it was like a bizarre moment of <laughs> pure sincerity where <laughs> like she seemed genuinely very appreciative of something. The, you know, broken part of my brain was like, yeah. <laughs> break the rules like we also maybe highly suspect dale also broke the rules so yeah 
is that was he the only one that reached out and then if we knew he reached out and we're talking about it on the show like were the rules just like perfunctory like (laughs) i don't know like it will the other will that be like drama later Mm -hmm. uh so i am too broken to enjoy a (laughs) genuinely sincere moment um but i did i was uninspired by either blake during our initial uh, survey of the contestants but i I like Canadian Blake. I I also sort of appreciate that, like she said, like he kind of t- took that shot and it worked. And yeah, so good for you, man. That was kind of my takeaway. Like, good for you. Yeah. And also, as a competitor, like I'm so competitive, I wouldn't risk anything to win. Like, I'm not trying to like DM someone and then be disqualified. Oh, yeah. Right. Like. I don't, I, I mean, obviously it paid off for him, but I don't think I would have done the same thing. Like, absolutely not. I mean, to the point about Yosef's DMs, though, maybe it was like <laughs> one of those things where he's like, he didn't even realize, he wasn't fully confident that it was even going to happen. Yeah. So, like, might as well take this opening and see. <laughs> we might not ever shoot. Yeah. I need to know, because I know that the contestants or, you know, the participants probably sounds more romantic on the show. <laughs> Uh, you know, they sign contracts and they're under NDAs and whatever. But whoever got those DMs from Yosef, they're out there somewhere. Like, yeah. show yourself. This yeah. is your time to shine. Like, lean into the clout. So um, I don't know if they are out there somewhere, but I think, you know, that person's probably on their couch with their friends watching yeah. tonight's episode and being like, here's the Hey Beautiful video. Yeah. I can't believe it's a plot on like national television. Yeah. I need to know. Tweet it. Oh, we, we should do some deep diving. I need to investigate. But I wouldn't be surprised if it was on Reddit like this week. <laughs> <laughs> if they told Tyler about it in the first place, like you don't tell somebody going on The Bachelorette that a different Bachelorette contestant DM'd you unless you wanted to be drama yeah. on <laughs> That's true. It's like shades of Peter's season when he was with Victoria F at like the concert yes. or whatever. And they like <laughs> blurred out the woman's face. But everyone like knew who she was. You know, the, the little fuzzies on her face didn't really account for making her anonymous. But yeah, I love that. Okay. If you're out there, if you're listening, whoever you are, like, you know, slide into my DMs. Let's see what's up. Let's chat. Let's chat. I just went through your seat. That's all. Please use the opening. Hello, beautiful. Yeah. <laughs> I'm curious yeah I going back though Shay I was kind of I didn't notice it in the show but you saying that he was so confident in like that someone would answer his dms yeah that was if I got that video that'd be left on red so quick that's so cringy that's yeah. so, so cringy yeah. it'd get probably recorded to send to my group <laughs> chat and then it would get left on red yeah definitely not like inappropriate but also like laughable like it would yeah. be funny <laughs> I'd <laughs> be like, ooh, buddy, yeah. not your best work, not great, not great. Yeah, I mean, like I said, we had highlights this episode, but I'm cu- obviously it's episode one, I'm not trying to set the bar too high, but we have been waiting for this episode, and I, mm-hmm. I kind of left, like, underwhelmed. I don't know, how did you guys feel at the end of it? Yeah. I feel like... Oh, sorry, gosh. <laughs> no, I was just going to say <laughs> underwhelmed, yeah. Like, we were both just like, huh, well. <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah, it was, I mean, overall, I would just say kind of boring. It's like, especially because we do know what it's leading up to. I feel like the teaser for the upcoming weeks was more exciting than this whole episode. Like, just bring the drama because we already know who she's going to fall in love with. So just give me the petty drama and not this Tyler CEO of drama, like the real stuff. Good stuff. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I feel like the first 40 minutes, like, really took a lot of the wind out of the sails, where yeah. like, we all came in, and I think most of, I anecdotally, people that I'm friends with that are, like, are, like, casual Bachelor fans were more excited than this, for this season, than, like, any previous season, because it's just, yeah, like, we were all really craving it, and it felt like those first 40 minutes that were so unlike normal Bachelor stuff and also so like we've kind of covered just like weird for a lot of reasons mostly related to the fact that we're all still <laughs> living through <laughs> the, the sort of circumstances but so like that I feel like just I don't know it was a like very dull not dull but hard to build back up that momentum once you lost it where it's like then we hit Everything after that felt more like a drag because it took so long to get to the limos. Yeah. It took so long to get to the cocktail bar. And it took so long to get to the rose ceremony. It's like, I don't know. It felt all more, I don't know. I feel I'm rambling at this point, but I feel like <laughs> you felt each of the minutes more because it took so long to get there. And by that point, you were all kind of like, this is boring. Why is this boring? I need something really good to compensate for the fact this was boring. And it was not good enough to compensate for the fact it was boring. There, that was like two sentences that could have summarized the entire <laughs> Sorry, we had to work through that. You know, yeah. it's the Bachelorette episode one. It's like we're still finding, you know, our rhythm here. So as we're shitting on the Bachelorette for expanding two hours, we're also yeah. trying to work on being concise. I just, you know, maybe this is me being aggressive with my take, but I don't understand why they have to film so far in advance. I understand that spoilers like build anticipation, but I think we kind of touched on this in the beginning of the episode where spoilers are so ingrained in Bachelor watching that we know what's going to happen. There's no spoilers. You know, there are shows out there that they film in real time, like um, HBO yeah. does Hard Knocks with NFL season. And it's like, you know, they film the week, they have their game, their preseason game normally, whatever, and then they get the episode out and then they film the next week and they get that episode out. I think The Bachelor could learn a lot by kind of filming in real time so that people are shocked, they are invested. And I love the spoilers, but I love a good, like being shocked when I'm watching television. Mm -hmm. So I don't know why, they're, why they do what they do. Obviously it has a huge following, it was trending all night on Twitter. So, <laughs> you know, my opinion is worthless, but I think it would be really cool to like have this kind of unfold in real time um, or even send like the guys that are eliminated to go like live in a house. I think I said this last season on the pod where like there's also like a sub series where you're watching them kind of like a la real world style live in a house <laughs> while the drama is still unfolding for those finding love. It's time, Bachelor Nation, it's time to try something new. Uh, Claire's a great step in change, but <laughs> she's still stunning white. 39 is not that old. Yeah. You know, it's, it's the same shtick. It's the same shtick. <laughs> Would you like my theory on why they can't shoot in real time? That might be kind of disappointing. Are you going to ruin the magic or are you going to talk some sense into me? Um, somewhere between the two. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's because they need the full season in order to edit it to fit their story. So they need to know 
They yeah. need to have all the footage and know what happens, and then they can cut it up into like villain drama, cliffhanger, yeah. blah blah. blah. Mm-hmm. If they, I think you're right that there's enough inherent drama there that they could they could do without that, especially now that like whatever effort they're putting into editing it to fit a story is being undermined by the spoilers. So I think I'm with you that I think it's time to like shake it up and do something different. But my theory would be that because they're so known for sort of cutting the footage and editing it to fit the story that they go with, they need to have all that information before they pick their story. They're frauds. Okay, noted. <laughs> noted. I believe in the integrity of, you know, honest storytelling. I could be wrong, but that would be my guess. Yeah, that You're makes right. sense. Shay, you're always right. So I don't know why I'm like, maybe. I'm like, yeah, she's right. She's right. She's talking sense to me. She's like, settle uh, down. Settle down. <laughs> yeah, you know, underwhelmed, but obviously we're all suckers for the show. We yeah. love talking about it. And we, you know, we are tweeting during the show. We're DMing, whatever, texting. Um, what are you guys most excited for this season? But don't say Tasha because I know we're all excited for, you know, the one plot twist we're holding on to still. Yeah, it's definitely Tasha. But besides, <laughs> besides that, I'm excited to see how the guys react to Claire leaving because I feel like we get a little bit of a teaser of the guys. Like one of them is like, oh, we're going to get a whole new Bachelorette. And just seeing them flip from Claire being all in on Claire and then going to Tasha is going to be like hilarious to see. I am hoping for a Hannah B season esque squad of boys that like become friends. Wow. Again, that was the least concise way I could have possibly <laughs> said that, but I'm thinking how delightful it is for all of us to like follow on Instagram and in our yeah. own sort of interactions with them in person but like Tyler, Dustin, Mateo, there are a couple other ones I didn't watch that season, so I don't have Mike. Like they're like yeah. watching and also talking to them about the bonds and like relationships they formed there seemed really, really great. And that's just seems like, you know, the best that this <laughs> franchise yeah. can uh and if it is a situation where like her actual fiance or the person she falls in love with is kind of a set thing I think it would be really really fun to see like an adorable bromance come out of this season yeah Aww. Hannah B's season so was so good <laughs> I can be sincere sometimes <laughs> I have you're a always sincere you're always sincere I think it was more more delicate like I don't know like oh <laughs> you're very like sensible you're a sensible person I love that thank you the for sharing <laughs> Yeah, earlier you went from I'm so broken that dot 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 <laughs> to I just hope we all become friends and like stay friends after the show. I love friendship. <laughs> we get it's getting late. We get softer as the night yeah. goes on. Clearly, <laughs> we've lost our edge. Well, on that note, I think we're gonna wrap it up for this episode. Um, we have a lot to look forward to this season. I think it only goes up from here. So yeah. thank you guys so much for tuning in to can i steal you for a second where our podcast go like listen subscribe follow all our socials and we hope you tune in next week so we can continue to talk about all the chaos that 39 year old claire had to offer this season thanks for listening